What the Jack? In this episode, we sit down with Courtney Finicaro talking about baking and her creative ideas with cupcakes, wedding cakes, and her very own business, Courtney by Cakes. She's a good friend from high school with passion about baking and putting her creative ideas in a dessert. This is Court by Cakes. Let's get to it. So let's get into the story about how this all kind of started. I mean, you know, you've always been a creative person. I, I kind of always knew that. But let's talk <laughs> a little bit about how this business started. Yeah. So like you said, I've always taken art classes in high school. I mean, even when I was younger, I've just always enjoyed um, anything artistic, drawing, painting, coloring, um, and, you know, just I, I always spent a lot of time at my grandma's house when I was younger. She was always baking us birthday cakes, stuff for holidays, you know, Halloween, Christmas. Yeah, so just being at my grandma's house a lot when I was younger and growing up with, you know, watching her bake all of our birthday cakes and a bunch of just fun stuff. We got to kind of be there in the kitchen with her. I learned a lot from her when I was younger. And then as I got older, watching um, baking shows, you know, on Food Network at night. And I really just kind of was self-taught. I never took any baking classes or I didn't go to culinary school or anything. I just have done everything at home. Um, and I figured, you know, why not turn it kind of into a business and make some money while, while I'm still, you know, having fun and and doing what I like and including some art and creativity and, 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 you know, involving it with food. That's really awesome. You talk about like not knowing or not, not taking those classes and talking about self-taught. That's really, really, really cool. It's a really cool story to share um, with everyone because, you know, usually as a baker, you start to kind of learn from those classes. You start to learn from the different techniques from those classes so that's really interesting that you just kind of watch either youtube or you watch you know food network and all that uh who's your biggest influence from the food network is there any uh baker that is or oh gosh um i mean honestly duff goldman uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of him he's a judge on a lot of the food network baking shows um but he also has his own bakeries and you know in the country and I actually visited one of his his bakeries in California on one vacation over the summer. Um, but, you know, just I get a lot of ideas from seeing the other contestants uh, decorate and bake some of their stuff on the shows. And um, it's really not one particular person. Mm-hmm. I, if I had to choose, it would be him. But, I mean, everyone is so has so many different ideas on the shows and every season you watch different shows, holiday shows that come up. Um, really just watching them and kind of turn some of their ideas into my own is, is the fun part and how I learn my own skills and pick up on some of theirs. You know, is there a story behind the cakes that you do? I mean, you do many different things from weddings yeah. to cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it really just depends on the client and, you know, I always say I want to cater to their interests and their needs as much as I can. You know, if someone comes to me with one idea, I might have something in my head, you know, my own interpretation of, let's say it's a a SpongeBob birthday cake, you know, I might have my own ideas of how I want to make it, but they may have their own vision. So I try to get to know that each customer, whether it's a friend or someone new as much as I can to see kind of what they're looking for out of the cake. Um, but then I also take my own uh, designing techniques and everything I've learned and kind of try to combine both of our interests and, and what we want the end result to be. And 
yeah, that's just kind of what goes into it in terms of all the designing and everything. It's really just what the customer wants first. I mean, I have them send me pictures that they might find online. Um, I try to draw things up for them. Um, it's a lot of communicating back and forth. It's not just, you know, hey, I want this cake. Okay, all set. It's a lot of it's a lot of back and forth and really just getting to know what they want and the occasion and who it's for and and everything, you know, before you even say, all right, all set, I'll see you on this day, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the drawing aspect, because you also, you, you said you took art classes, so a lot of drawing goes into kind of creating oh, that yeah. design. Yeah, so I am, well, I am graduating this year from Salem State, but I, I have been, I know, I have been an art and design major. Um, so a lot of that all of my classes that I have taken um, in terms of art and designing everything and drawing it really does help when I'm able to draw up a good picture for them mm -hmm. so that the way you know they can see it's not just a little sketch or a scribble um, as, as much detail as I can put onto the drawing so they can see what the cake is going to look like at the end that definitely helps with the communication and making sure the customer gets what they want. Right, right. And also, you talk a lot about, you know, the art aspect and how, how did that really translate into food? I mean, everybody loves food, but for you, how does that translate back into cooking and baking? Yeah, yeah so it's a lot of sculpture, a lot of sculpting. You know, we use in baking, we use a lot of fondant. So that's kind of edible. Um, it's kind of like edible Play-Doh that you can use to sculpt, you know, characters on a cake, lettering, designs. Um, so a lot of that work that I do with the fondant comes from the sculpting and 3D art classes I've taken at school. You know, it's kind of, it's a lot of just years of experience too, just trying things out. But I definitely use a lot of what I've learned in my classes over the past four years in, in translating it into just a different media, a different media form, you know, instead of using clay or or different materials that I would use in, in school. I just use fondant and frosting and stuff like that. It's it's pretty much the same, just one of them is edible and one of them isn't. Wow. Very, very interesting how you use those classes to really help you kind of create this business in yeah. a way that it's becoming this big thing. I mean, everybody loves dessert. Everybody <laughs> exactly. loves dessert. So let's talk a little bit of how long you spend on baking and putting together these cakes. You know, we could talk about the cupcake process, but also like in general uh, cakes that you do, that you have done. Let's talk about the process. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the size of the cake, whether it's cupcakes, cookies, a wedding cake, a birthday cake. They all take different amounts of time. Um, typically though, the minimum it takes me is at least five or six hours. Um, just the planning, oh, wow. the baking itself, you know, you have to wait for things to cool and then you get into the decorating and the decorating is really where I spend the most amount of time. Um, like I said, I just had a wedding cake not too long ago and that ended up taking me roughly 15 to 18 hours, I'd say. Wow. Um, so it, it takes a lot, but when you see the end result, it's, it's totally worth it. But yeah, it, it just depends. You know, you definitely have to plan your schedule ahead of time because, you know, you could have one order one week that really only takes you two hours or two to three hours, but then you have another order that can take you pretty much the whole week. So it really varies. Yeah, and that's really interesting is that does it take usually 
like a day to do all this thing? It's just, is it just you spend a yeah. whole day on this? Depending on, I mean, because like I said, I'm in school still and I, yeah. I do work. I have another part-time job just to <laughs> help pay the bills more. But yeah, I mean, I could come home from work and most of the time I wait until the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> I could start, you know, I could start a cake at four o'clock in the afternoon and end around midnight. So technically it only takes one day, but you kind of have to do it all at once, you know? Um, or like I said, you know, with the wedding cake, it, it could be things that you just do day by day where I bake the cakes on one day, you know, I begin frosting them the next day and then I do the details the following. So it could be a three day span, but I try to get it all done in one day as much as I can just get it all done at once. Right. Talk to me about kind of one of the hardest cakes you've had to make for a client and uh, how that has really took up so much time of your day, but it was worth it in the end. Yeah, um, I would say most of the cakes, I can't think of one specifically, but some of the cakes that I get that have more of the fondant, um, you know, characters, if there's things I have to sculpt out on the cake, um, that takes the most time because you really want to get it right, you know. I used the SpongeBob example before, but if, if there's a children's birthday cake I have to do, whether it's a certain kid's character or something, it takes hours just to sculpt that one little five-inch figure on the top of the cake because you have to get that right. It's so, especially if there's a character on the cake that looks so familiar to everyone, if you do one little detail that isn't right or it doesn't look neat, people will notice that first. <laughs> so it's really just all the all the cakes I've done with the fondant little characters on them. There was one I had to do a flamingo once and that took me, I thought it would only take me an hour and ended up taking me three hours just because the way the details you have to use, the different tools I use um, to get, you know, the textures of the feathers and everything. And, you know, it's it's difficult and you definitely have to have patience but once you're done and once you take a, a, you know, a look at it from a little further back, it's totally worth it. Can you talk to me about that kind of steady hand and working with that steady hand? Oh, it's, it's so frustrating because the more you have to focus, the more my hand gets shaky. <laughs> um, because, you know, there's a lot of things when you start putting those details and frosting the cake. If you mess up, you can't really take it off. It's mm -hmm. kind of just a one-time thing, you know. In art class, in my art classes, I have an eraser. So if I mess something up on the piece of paper, I have the eraser to erase it. There's not really an erasing tool when you're when you're baking cakes. It's kind of just a one-and-done ideal. <laughs> so um, it's definitely patience. You can't get too frustrated. But having more tools and supplies definitely makes a difference. There's so many things now that, you know, my grandma, like I said before, my grandma probably didn't have years ago that just, you know, you can see the baking shows, like some of the tools that they use, it may seem difficult and it's still hard and time consuming, but those things make such a difference now being able to use them. Hopefully we can see you on that baking show, huh? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Was there any cake that you did or cupcake that you messed up on and you really kind of had to bounce back and figure out? What, oh, yeah. What you needed to do? I mean, everyone makes mistakes. And like I said, sometimes, you know, you're on a time limit. If you mess up a cake, you've already lost that four hours you've, you've put into it. Mm. And like I said, I'm not the best with 
getting things done on time. I usually wait until the last minute. So that's where some of the frustration comes from because, you know, you lose that time. You either have to start over and now you're late or you just have to kind of improvise where you're at. But like I said, everyone makes mistakes. I have approached customers before and said, hey, little change of plans. We're going to do this instead. Hopefully that's okay with you. Um, I mean, I think as long as you're with any business, as long as you're good with your communication and just keeping them updated and still just putting in your best effort and making sure that there is a good outcome. I think that's all that matters, but it definitely um, is a bit stressful at times. And I don't necessarily have ever said, you know, I've wanted to give up or I shouldn't have taken this order, but it's definitely um, a little more stressful, I'd say, than other jobs I've worked or other art assignments I've had to do, because like I said, you only get that one shot. <laughs> um but yeah right that one shot to make or break the situation where yeah, exactly. this cake could come out really good or this cake could come out really bad mm-hmm. and you you you're kind of like you know as a baker I feel like you're more of a perfectionist more than any other job I feel like you need oh, it yeah. to be correctly done or it's going to be on you that it comes out bad you're definitely in the business of impressing people and people expect a great outcome out of you um every time because they're paying you for your (laughs) for your business so i just like every other business the customers expect the good service and the good product and quality of it you are definitely hard on yourself more than maybe other businesses or other careers um and it does, it gets stressful, especially when this isn't my main focus at, and, you know, at the moment. I'm, I'm in school, I'm still working, I do other things. But when I do have an order, I try to just block everything else out that's going on and, and just focus on that. And it makes things go by a little easier and a little less stressful. I mean, it's, it's a stressful job, but at the same time, I always say it's kind of my you know, therapy time, because I do get so focused on the one or two things I'm doing with the cake that I just forget about everything else that's going on. And I think if if anyone's able to find a hobby or turn something like that into a business, I think that's the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's something you love doing. And that's the most important part of it is that you love doing it. Do you ever listen to music while you're baking? Is there a type of thing that you do while you're baking? So my boyfriend and a few people, some of my friends that have, you know, been at, over at my house while I'm in the middle of doing something or finishing something up have always made a comment that I never listen to anything. Usually everything's complete silence because I get, I, I just don't want to get distracted. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people, if they're doing homework or even while they're working or, or doing stuff, they they need music or some background noise to kind of listen to. But for me, just the more silent it is, the better. (laughs) Some people think that's crazy, but it's just the way I've always worked. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the way you always will work too, is finding that niche or finding that uh, happy medium where it's, you know, this is time for me to work. I got to sit down and get this cake done. Let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the wedding cakes. So that can be very stressful at times. The three top cakes Anyone who's listening would like to learn a little bit more about how that kind of process happens. Because when we go to a wedding, we're there having a good time, but it's very important is that wedding cake and that cake cutting time. (laughs) Yeah, so um, before I got into this hobby and and this business field, I've always thought it was, you know, 
ridiculous how expensive wedding cakes can be. Um, I, I worked at a, a local bakery here a couple of years ago and some of the pricing of the wedding cakes, I thought that's just ridiculous. You know, I know you have to pay for the, you know, the food and the, and the time it takes, but some of these cakes are ranging from 700 to a thousand dollars at least. But after I did my first wedding cake a few weeks ago, I totally understood, <laughs> um, you know, just with the process, gosh, it took me, I started the cake on Monday and I ended it Friday night. The wedding was Sunday. So it took me the, the whole week and just stuff, you know, planning, communicating with the bride, meeting the bride's needs. Um, and then just planning out the days you have to bake the cake, making sure that you plan enough days in advance to get your work done. But now you're dealing with food, so you can't bake too early in advance or else it'll go stale. <laughs> so, you know, and working out of my home, I don't have as much space as I would if someone was working in an actual bakery, mm -hmm. you know, an actual kitchen. So I have to plan where I'm going to store all the cakes once they're baked, you know, in the freezers, um, making all the frosting, pounds and pounds of frosting. And then you have to think it's three layers, it's three tiers. So the weight starts to get heavy. You know, one cake, one 10 inch round cake usually weighs about five pounds. Wow. When I was carrying this cake with all the layers and then the frosting and the fillings of the cake and the decorations, it probably weighed about 40 pounds. That's crazy. By the time I was done. So now you have to think about using, you know, I use wooden dowels in between the cakes to make sure nothing caves in everything, you know, it goes back to the art classes when you're doing sculptures and making sure everything is, is, you know, structurally sound, making sure nothing falls over. <laughs> I ended up having to drive the cake myself. Um, and it was a two and a half hour drive. Oh, so wow. I was <laughs> sweating the whole drive because you, you put in this whole week's work, you know, week of work, and now you have to drive it to the event and make sure it actually gets on the table and nothing happens in between <laughs> the drive and the Such bringing it to the time. event. It's, it's very stressful. But like I said, once you put that cake on the table and you walk away and you see how happy the customer and, for instance, the bride is, I was able to be at the wedding, so I was able to see the bride's reaction. Um, it just, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about all the stress of the week before. Because it's just, you know, that's what you do. That's the moment. That's the, mm -hmm. the shining moment, you would say. Do you know how much yeah. a cake would usually cost? And can we talk about your prices maybe to let yeah, our audience so, know? So since I do bake out of my home, I'm self-taught. I, I, you know, I technically didn't go to school for this. I'm just starting off. I try not to make my prices the same as if you were to go to a bakery. One, because I, I figured, well, someone can go to a technically professional bakery or baker and and pay that price to get what they get but if they're coming to me it's usually right now friends or family or mutual friends so I try not to make it about the money it's always been a hobby for me it's always been a side business for me like I said I I'm in school I'm still working on the side so it's not my main focus therefore I don't really think about the money <laughs> right away it's more i charge for the supplies you know maybe for an hour or two of my time um 
But right, you know, for now, if I end up turning it into more of a legit business or I have my own actual location or place that people can come to, I would have to increase the prices because you have to think about how much it costs to run an actual place and to hire the help. Right now, it's just me in my home kitchen, so my prices are definitely lower than if you were to go to a bakery in your town. Yeah, wow, you talk a lot about this business. It could just blow up and turn into something. We could walk <laughs> by a, your own shop one day, and you're just in the back cooking, or other people are baking, and I don't even know. You could you could have like your own little coffee shop I could see it yeah I could honestly see it you know with macaroons and everything too (laughs) that would be the dream but like I said it's 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 a lot of work now just being myself and you know working for myself and having my own little hobby it would be 10 times more work and I I hand it to businesses now that that are established and and are successful because it takes a lot of work and I've, I've realized how much work it takes to, to run your own business. And you do it all on your own, Courtney. You do yes. it all on your own. Yep. And that's the most amazing part of it is that she doesn't just bake the cake. She bakes them by herself and takes all that time and effort <laughs> to create these designs. And um, let's get into this topic. So, you know, it's tough to do a podcast without showing these amazing pictures <laughs> and awesome, you know, cakes that I see on your social media. So can we talk about looking over your social media? Maybe we could, you could plug your social media and we could maybe look at those cakes like on our own because we can't yeah. show it in an audio podcast, people. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> yep. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Caked by Court. Um, so yeah, if you ever want to have a minute and and look at my Instagram or my Facebook. And that's how you can also reach me to order or ask any questions. Yeah. And these cupcakes are so creative. I mean, before we get into like this next question, you look at these cupcakes and it's like, wait a minute, that's a cupcake. That's (laughs) insane. The designs you put with the cupcake, you know, I was looking yesterday on Instagram, the cactus cupcake, the Halloween <laughs> cupcakes. I mean, can we talk about those designs with those smaller cakes? Yeah, so I actually really enjoy doing the cupcakes. One, because they don't seem as stressful as doing a giant cake where you can see more of the mistakes and, <laughs> and everything's a little bit more noticeable and in your face. With cupcakes, um, they're cute, they're small, they're more fun. They're kind of just for birthday parties. They're not really for huge events. Um, I like I did cactus cupcakes over the summer for an order, and then I ended up getting three more orders just because everyone thought they looked adorable. Um, so that's one of those instances where someone might send me a picture of something they're looking for, and then I like to add a little bit more of my own detail that they may, may not even realize, oh, I could do that. Um, you know, just doing, I know we can't see it on the podcast, but I did, you know, little succulent cactus design plants on the top of one of the cupcakes. And then I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe I make it look like a flower pot on the outside. So I added, you know, some frosting on the side of the cupcake to make it look like a little flower pot with the cactus on the top. Um, so those are those are more fun. Those are a little less stressful because if you do mess up, you can wipe off the frosting and start over a little easier than a cake. Um, but I really enjoy doing those. And, and even though they are smaller than cakes, oddly, you can do a little more detail on them. Wow. So that's the fun part. That's interesting. I didn't know that at all. 
So you yeah. learn things new every day with baking, don't you? <laughs> it's, it's so cool. It, it's really, really cool to see how you have your own business. And um, even people, you know, she talks about these, these cactuses, these cupcakes. You can check them out on her Instagram. And you can see how much detail goes into it. And um, I wish I could show <laughs> it on the podcast. But, you know, that's why we want you guys to check out the Instagram, look at the cakes, yeah. and also message her on Instagram if you guys are interested in getting your very own cupcake, wedding cake. <laughs> I actually had one of your cupcakes when yes. it was uh, Jen's birthday, yeah. one of my friend's birthday. And... um it was delicious. I mean, it was just uh, the rainbow cake. You you talk about the, how that's a, a fun cake to kind of create, and it's, you know, the colorful cakes. So that was very awesome. Do you do a lot of those uh, rainbow cakes? I have. I have, and actually now that it's the Halloween season, um, I just did a, you know, fun Halloween cake where I dyed all the different layers of the cake, different colors, and it's just fun experimenting with stuff like that. You know, like you said, with your order, that was quite a, you know, that was a couple of years ago, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, so that was probably one of the first times I tried something out like that. And now I've been getting orders because people see, you know, the picture of the cupcakes that I posted and they're like, oh, I want that. I want to do that. Um, so a lot of just experimenting, see how it works. And then hearing the feedback, like you said, it's, it, it's, I love hearing that you not only enjoyed just the look of the cupcakes, but you enjoyed how they tasted too. I always try to make sure that things not only look good, but they still taste good as well. Yeah. Like the idea that, you know, I look at the cupcake, it looks so amazing, but for you, it's like, it looks so amazing and it tastes good. And that's the best yes. thing is that you got that second part to it is that you cooked it to perfection. And that's what people love is the perfection yeah. that tastes good. I mean, you're eating food. You're going to want it to taste good, not just look good. Yeah, so, exactly. We talked a lot about cupcakes, talked a lot about many different cakes. I mean, we talked about cakes today because it's Courtney by cakes, obviously. <laughs> but let's talk about kind of this preparing scheduling. How many cakes you schedule to make the same time of day? Is it once a day? We talked yeah. a little bit about it, but let's go a little bit more in detail about it. Um, so I never like saying no to people, <laughs> um, well, that's especially good. since I'm my own person, you know, I'm, I, I take whatever orders I can get because I appreciate the support and I appreciate that people come to me first instead of just going to, you know, their, their business, you know, that's already in their town. Um, it's just good supporting someone small and just doing it, you know, out of my house and self-taught, but Anyways, I, you know, it varies. There's some seasons, you know, when holiday seasons come around, I just get that much busier because um, people want more things for themed birthday parties or holiday events. So some weeks I may get, you know, only one to two orders for the whole week. Other weeks I may be doing three different orders just in one day. Wow. So it's really not necessarily a last minute thing because people do try to plan in advance. And, you know, I could say yes to this one order that's a month in advance, but then a couple weeks later, two other people could reach out to me and want something on that same day. I try not to overbook myself, but like I said, I don't like saying no. And I do enjoy um, doing this anyway. So it really varies. It's not that's the one thing that can add on to the stress is some weeks you could have no orders at all, but other weeks you could have 
you know, five orders all at once. It's never, this business is never a Monday through Friday, nine to five type of job. At the same time, you know, you work around your own schedule and like I'm working for myself. It's different when you're working for a different, you know, for a business, you're working for yourself, you make your own schedule and, and you deal with it as it comes. Yeah. You're so passionate about this love for cooking Mm -hmm. and and all that. You're wanting to kind of make people happy. Mm -hmm. During the holiday season, what is that like for you? I feel like you're a big fan of Halloween. Mm -hmm. Big fan of Halloween. (laughs) When it's holiday season, I feel like you have the most fun as a baker to create those different cupcakes, those different cakes, because that gives you an idea and that gives you, hey, it's a Halloween party. Hey, it's a Christmas party. Hey, it's Easter. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely um, more fun to do things based on holiday, like Halloween or Christmas. There's just more ideas that you can do, more themes, whether it's, you know, a reindeer or Santa, or if it's Halloween, you do pumpkins and spiders and zombies. It's just... It's fun. I make things more cutesy because a lot of the orders I get are children's parties or just fun themed, you know, parties for the season. So I have definitely much more fun doing those because it's a little more laid back and I get a little more choice to do my own type of design rather than not that wedding cakes and, and other special orders aren't this, you know, as fun to make, but it's more of catering to to that one specific event versus doing a Halloween cake. It's kind of more open, if that makes sense, open to yeah, the does. ideas that I can do um, and stuff like that. I just, I really enjoy it. You know, now it is the Halloween season. So I have been doing more um, spooky cakes like that. And I, I just have so much fun with it. <laughs> you have so much fun with baking, don't you? You have so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool too. You also just, you're willing to try new things. And I think for many people, they're scared to do new things. You're willing to put something that you've never done on a plate for a client. Yeah, it is 100% make, you know, has me stepping out of my comfort zone all the time because there are orders that I get where a customer asks me to make you know, a certain cake or a certain design that I've never done before. But, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's try it. Um, (laughs) So it's definitely, I I would say that this hobby and these interests has definitely made me kind of, you know, cross some boundaries, step out of my comfort zone um, and just learn new things and make mistakes. I feel like a lot of people that have their own businesses or just, in general, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to make mistakes. And I learned very quickly that you're going to make tons of mistakes <laughs> along Welcome the way. Welcome to life. Yeah. And I just, you know, everyone, yeah, you're hard on yourself. You want to be a perfectionist, but you can't, you can't, life doesn't work that way. Like you said. No, so, it doesn't. It doesn't work so that it's, way. It's a hobby, but it's also, it definitely has a lot of life lessons with it. And I know that sounds cliche, but it has taught me a lot, um, about life in general, just the way I kind of approach people and, and you know, stuff like that. When you step out of that comfort zone, you make that brand new cake. Do you have a favorite style of cake? 
favorite style, I guess, would be more things towards like children's cakes. Oh, okay. Just because I can have, more, like I said before, I can have more fun with them. Wedding cakes are beautiful and and you know great to make for events, but they're more. I don't want to say you have to make them more professional looking, but they do have to have a certain look to them. I mean, any type of kid's birthday cake or cupcakes, you just smile. It's more just for fun. Um, so that's the style I really like doing. Um, and like I said, the holiday stuff is just, I guess I consider that a style. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, it's just, it's a really rewarding hobby and, and business to get into. I mean. You're pleasing people all the time. You're you're trying new things. You're making mistakes. You're you're doing things that you don't think you were able to do before, and you just keep improving. Like I look at my Instagram page. I have to go through it sometimes because I look at some of the first, you know, posts I've done. Some of the first, you know, baking, whether it's a cake or just something small. And and I look, and that was three or so years ago and I looked at the things I do now and you see how much you improve. Um, so it just makes you want to work even harder and, and learn more and try new things. You know, I have considered taking a few classes, um, you know, by professionals just because I figured why not, if there's, if there's something new I can learn, I want to take advantage of it. So it's just a really rewarding business to be in. Courtney, I want to thank you so much for taking your time and talking on the What the Jack podcast. It is Caked by Court, all one word, lowercase. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I have my contact info on there. So reach out to me anytime you want. Cakes by Court loves baking, loves creating stories to tell, and delicious cupcakes, wedding cakes. And now I'm kind of (laughs) hungry. If you want your next cake by Courtney... Please feel free to message her on social media and contact her for prices. She's so great that I'm going to even have her create my grandmother's 80th birthday cake (laughs) and my uncle's cake as well. It's delicious cakes and a business of creating love, passion for baking. Cakes by Court. Once again, Courtney Finicaro, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. How about that, huh? How about that? That was awesome. More episodes to come. Stories to tell right here on Spotify. What the Jack? Come right back for more.